Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey there, Captain G. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How you doing? I love our favorite table. I know, I know. Sober Doc Coffee. Yeah, it's a place to be. So what's going on? <sighs> you know, resentments today. Oh, I know. I know. I know it. Hey, how about oh. a little housekeeping before we jump into uh, resentments? Oh, let me get ready. Because I, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to be resentful of the fact that we don't tell people that uh, they can get a hold of us in multiple avenues, which uh, it's, I think it's on the beginning and end of the podcast, right? But um, Glenn, I know we get a lot of communication on uh, specifically from Instagram and a lot from Twitter. Um, so just good ways to get in touch with us. And uh, we love ideas. We love guests. And uh, we love hearing your stories. And we love doing anything we can to help you out. But how do how do people specifically get a hold of us? So then? let me jump in yeah. with a laundry list. Laundry list. Of ways. By land, air, and sea. <laughs> so Instagram is sober.coffeepodcast. We have a number of followers on there. On Twitter, it's at sobercoffeepod. Mm. Uh, we also have a an anonymous sober account at, well, no, yeah, at stay sober today on Twitter. Hmm. And our email is podcast at sober.coffee. I was contacted. Yes, I was contacted by a guy this week who said he's got a website that we could buy from him. It's called lastcall.com. You know what? I think I know that guy. Yeah. And I think that's a fantastic Isn't that a good website. Idea? I know, totally right? Is. Last call. I think it's great. I'm so grateful I had my last call. I know. That's awesome. All right. So are we really talking about resentments i know oh, right man, don't wait don't stick re- it yeah don't resent me for that no it's hey it's it's a real topic but it's, it's a tough one mm-hmm. all right so i will let you kick it off well you know because by the way i have some notes here I'm i ready. know you know it's so funny i mean I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in front of you and you've got like three pieces of paper in front of you i know and I'm, I'm thinking ready. i'm thinking like eight years ago you would have had like the liquor ads all sp- spawned out in front of you now you got now you got documentation on resentments and what it does to you but uh yeah you know i'll kick it off by uh quoting the the alcoholics anonymous big book uh on page 145 it says uh greatest alcohol greatest enemies of alcoholics and addicts is resentment jealousy envy frustration and fear on page 64 it says resentment is the number one offender it destroys more alcoholics than anything else and then followed up on page 66, it says, the business of resentment is infinitely grave. I mean, they're serious about <clears throat> resentments and, and what it does to sobriety or the lack thereof. Right. I, I'd like to point out on page 64, kind of continue that sentence because I, I had that highlighted also. It says, um, destroys more alcoholics than anything else from it, from it stems all forms of spiritual disease Mm. and when the spiritual malady is overcome we straighten out mentally and physically Mm. so i also wrote down about resentments because that's a tough word you know i lived a lot 
of resentments for years, and, and, and we'll talk about that. But it's, quote-unquote, bitter indignation hmm. or a negative reaction to being mistreated. And I'd like to add, you know, you know me, I don't like that words to stuff. Right, but yeah. but I think a lot I think it's good to point out, you know, our negative reaction to perceived oh, right. there you mistreatment. Go. Yeah. Because not not all the time. I mean, sometimes it's you know all in our head, right? You know, it's not reality. Perception, not reality. Mm-hmm. But I think I think for the most part, Glenn, you know, perception is a person's reality. Yeah. You know, if they don't embrace what the what the truth is or or what the exact circumstances or they don't accept the scenario for what it is then yes they can certainly veer off on a course of do you think in sobriety that people get a better view of reality versus emotional perception it takes time i think it took me time anyway I mean, I didn't have that down on my notes, but I, as, as you were talking, I'm just sitting there thinking my perception was really whacked out mm-hmm. when I was drinking and even in early sobriety. I mean, I my head was all over the place. And I think that's one of the things that have that's evened out, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. I have a pretty good ability today of looking in the mirror and, you know, self-awareness, self-perception, mm-hmm. looking at situations, you know, and, and you know, I've used some tools, you mm-hmm. know, over time. Yeah, you know, and I think that's encouraging for both the newcomer who's just beginning to explore their real feelings and somebody who's got a little sobriety underneath. I think it's encouraging for them to know that this is a process. You know, it, it's, there, there is no point for, for, I can only speak for myself, there is no point where I'm like, I get it. And, and now I've got a emotional sobriety it's a it's a journey because there are always things riling up on me you know i resent the guy for cutting in front of me and then we had the green and then he cut in front of me and now i don't have the green now i got the yellow stopped (laughs) they stopped of course because there was a red light camera there all right so let me ask you this what what fuels resentments how do resentments start hmm that's a good point that's a really good point i mean i i think with your senses, right? I mean, you're seeing something, you're hearing something. Uh, in some cases, you're smelling something, and <laughs> I yep. don't, I can't put that into application. But um, <laughs> don't even try, right? But you're seeing something, you're hearing something, and right away you're processing it through your filter. And where you're, where I feel you've gone wrong is because you're at a, you're at a why, you're at a fork in the road. And you're either going to process it as taking it personally, like it's some kind of personal assault on you and your pride and your ego and, and everything that drives you, or you're going to say, all right, acceptance. And that's the one thing, you know, when it comes to resentments, I think, I think the opposite of resentments is acceptance. That's just what I've, how I've learned this program. I think acceptance is the key to overcoming the resentment. But your question was, how does it start? You know, mm-hmm. I think it starts with a with a process that we've developed over years of our life, right? Because we were maybe wronged as a kid in this area, and so furthermore, as you go down the road, you, you, you feel resentments. You're harboring something that that you know ultimately started in your youth. 
Does that make any right, sense? Right. Yeah. Or? So I, I don't really have any specific answers. I just, you know, this is one of those oh, uh, parts of the show we're just exploring. Oh, right? thanks. I mean, sometimes we don't have, you know, we're just uh, digging in the, in the dirt, you know, if you will. But but I think there's two things, you know, as I look at my resentments, right? And I try to think of, you know, I don't resent too much these days, you know. Uh, but but I can think of some good ones that I have had. Mm-hmm. And I looked at what the fuel was, right? What got those going? What kept them going? What kept them alive? And and I looked at two things. Well, really three things, but it could be two things. Ego and selfishness drove a lot of my resentments. That was some good fuel for some good resentments I had. Mm-hmm. And, and and the second word would be expectations. Mm. So when I have expectations of situations uh, or, or people mostly, right? And I expect Betty to, you know, perform in one way or another or to do ABC and, and, and she doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Then I get bent, you know, and I start going sideways. I start, you know, germinating those resentments. Or if I'm focused on what Glenn wants and Glenn's not getting what Glenn wants, that's pretty fertile soil for mm-hmm. resentments also. Um, so let me ask this: What was your, what was one or two or three of your biggest resentments? You know, I'm going to start with self. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Start Wait, with, you're going to start with self? Yeah, I'm going to start. That's with mine. Self. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was the thing. I mean, I, I, my, the biggest bundle of resentments I came into this program with was the resentments to myself for decisions I had made, and you know, look, I mean, I wasn't a staggering drunk 24 seven a day, but. I was affected. 22 too. Yeah, too right, exactly. I've, a man's got to pass out, you know. Um, <laughs> so, awesome. but so so I had to I had to process as I was getting sober all the things that I had done because of my alcohol addiction, you know, and uh, and and that went into the business life, the family life, and so I had to start with self. So <coughs> I would say that's the biggest thing for me was uncovering. And then forgiving myself, drunk Mike, and allowing sober Mike to flourish. I totally get that because I had the exact same answer. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, I resented myself. And, and that that brings up all those other fun words, you know, self-loathing, right. you know, hate, regret, remorse, mm-hmm. all those, you know, fun words. Um and then when, when I was thinking about resentments, when I was getting ready for today, I was thinking about resentments, what I realized is, you know, I'm focusing on somebody else's behavior, mm-hmm. not mine. Mm-hmm. So if I'm resenting you for something, you know, instead of looking for me and what role I play and how I own it and, hey, maybe I am asking too much, right, or maybe I'm being selfish, you know, I'm just looking at your behavior and, and, and how that's impacting me, mm-hmm. right? Um and then also, um, I've heard a lot of people say when they're dealing with resentment, it's, it's almost, you know, again, that's looking at you instead of looking at me. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I'm drinking the poison. <laughs> I'm letting the resentments. You're smiling because you would. I love that line. Yeah, no. You're, you're drinking the poison hoping I'm going to die. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm wishing you the worst while I'm drinking the poison. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's crushing me even more. Right. Right. And and we'll touch in a second how to deal with with resentments. But, you know, the one thing, and I've worked with some guys. In fact, I worked with a guy recently, you know, and, and he relapsed about six months ago. Right. And, and, and he relapsed because of resentments that he had with his wife. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, dude, what were you thinking? He goes, well, I just wanted a drink because I said, I'll show her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how'd it work out for you? Yeah. You know, like, like how'd that work? And he's like, well, it didn't work out very well. Right. So, again, that was a good example. The, I'm drinking the poison and hoping it hurts her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it hurt everything. I was about 19 years old. And uh, I was coming home from a, a late night at the dollar fifty an hour or dollar fifty a pitcher bar, <laughs> and uh, and I got pulled over, and and I thought That's the awesome. audacity! I'm I'm rushing home to get into bed, so I hopped out of my car. I'm rushing home so they don't catch me driving drunk. So the so the lights come flashing behind me. I hop out of the car, start screaming at the cop for uh, pulling me over. Now, how do you think that worked out for me? Uh, one set of handcuffs or two? Just one. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a small frame. <clears throat> oh man! So let's talk about how to deal with them, um, because I mean, we could. I, I think everyone's got them, and and every day is an opportunity to get more. So, uh, tell me how you learn to process resentments so that they don't become a number one offender for you. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, through the program of AA, mm-hmm. I have learned how to avoid resentments. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to focus on myself less so Mm -hmm. less ego less selfishness think about others right and and become self less more (laughs) well that that, that certainly made sense um so so i have less resentments to deal with so you know less fires to put out um then you know part of the program is page 86 you know at night you know reflect on your day Right. So if I have some things go sideways through the day, if I don't catch it in real time, and I'm pretty good at catching things in real time now. Mm-hmm. Then I catch them at night when, when I retire at night on page 86 of the blue big book. Right. And I reflect on my day and I'm like, hey, who did I hurt? Who hurt me? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I? Am, am I bent about anything or anybody? Mm-hmm. You know, and it easily pops up. It rarely goes the next day where I don't realize something, mm-hmm. right? So then I have the capability. They have this thing called a cell phone and text, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I reach out to people, you know, and, and I try to resolve stuff. And the people that are in my world today know I live this way. Mm-hmm. So if they get a text from me saying, hey, man, I'm sorry I went sideways today or, or I answered you too short, you know, or, hey, man, I'm just reaching out. You kind of went sideways on me, mm-hmm. right? Here's what I'm thinking, Right. And, and recently, I had to have a tough conversation with a guy dealing with resentments because mm-hmm. I was really starting to resent him. Mm-hmm. And, and it went great because he knows me and he's in the program. I hang out with a lot of sober people, right? Mm-hmm. So it was almost like we were laughing. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it, right? right? Um, but there's a couple of things. You know, one is, you know, and, and one of the things that I try to do is feed positive emotions, mm-hmm. right? So... In my mind, when I wake up, when I deal with situations through the day, I can go negative or I can go positive, and I choose most times to, to go the positive route. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I feed that positive one, right? So I try to avoid I, – I, I try to avoid – and I, I can't come up with the term here on the top of my head, but just the playing it over and over and over, the, the negativity – they right. did this. They did this. They did this. Right. You, know, so I you try nip to, it in the bud. Yeah, I, I try to have good head speak. Yeah, to talk to my head trash. Right. To tell it to calm down. Right. How many voices you got going on up there? I don't know. Doctor said seven, but <laughs> right. I don't know. Or was that seven personalities? I'm not sure. Um, so another one. I know you like this one, so I'll let you jump in. Is journaling. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't journal. Uh, I probably should. That's something I'll add next year. 
Yeah, you know, I I think for me, journaling has been two things. First of all, it, it, it it's a bucket for all the nuggets of knowledge that I pick up living this sober life, and they're just everywhere. And they happen in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, but they happen outside. They they happen as I'm talking to you. They happen as I'm as I'm out in the world. If you just look for the nuggets of wisdom that are going to make life a better place to live. So that's the one reason I use journaling. The second reason I do is just to put things out in black and white in front of me because then just the facts end up there. You know, just the facts, not the emotion, just the facts. Yeah, facts are great. The The emotion can send it really sideways, mm-hmm. you know, really. And, and then a couple other thoughts are, you know, 12-step programming. Our AA program, our 12-step program really, you know, helps to dis- identify and diffuse mm-hmm. resentments. And part of that is that word acceptance. You know, right. accept how things are. You don't need to control everything in life. You know, they were the old days, right? right? Um, I, I also think meditation, right, and, and, and having a, a spiritual connection just helps me to calm down, mm-hmm. get outside of myself, right? And, and you, know, I, you know, I hate to use this term because I'm not even sure if I really understand it, but give it up to God. Right. Don't worry about don't worry about it. Let just keeps rolling, rolling. Just, you know, just put it out there in the universe. You know, I call my my sponsor on stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and it's funny because I should almost call him a resentment diffuser because mm-hmm. I'll call him up and I got a good resentment just starting. I mean, it's just starting to catch roots and I can tell it's going to be a really good one. Mm-hmm. And I'll call him up. He goes. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, right. Like, like, what are you doing? That's right. none of your business. What are you doing? Don't, you know. And I'm telling you, he, he can dissect the resentment in 30 seconds. Well, I got a guy. You got a guy, too? I got a guy. Yeah. And my sponsor, first thing on the phone. You know, like my house could be burning down. I could be calling him to find out if I should <laughs> I grab the it. fire extinguisher or 911 first, right? Because I'm looking for direction. His first question, hey, Mike, any new resentments? Any new, Any new resentments? And he calls me out. Using that. That he calls me really out on at the beginning of every single call that I have with them. Any new resentments? Do you ever say yes? I, every day. Every day. Do you really? <laughs> no. You shouldn't no. resent me that much. Yeah. Right. No. But I'll tell you, and that's a good segue because <clears throat> having a sponsor that takes you through. And first of all, let me backtrack here. Now my caffeine's kicking in. But uh, page eighty-six. Uh, in our resource room. So there's a link to page 86, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. You want to buy a copy? It's in our resource room. Click on the link and it'll take you to Amazon. The ex-Mrs. Beasles will be very happy that you spent that money. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing, the fourth step, Glenn. For me, that was the linchpin of learning how to process. If you do a fourth step right and specifically the way it's laid out in the book, mm-hmm. the far and do it by columns, and you do it the right way, and the far right-hand column asks the question, what was your role in this? And when you start to blend that, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe maybe Betty wasn't all wrong. You know, maybe That's that I ownership had a role. piece. I had a role in that. Stop you know? looking at them and look at you, right? That's right. No, that's step four. And, and by the way, Love I, that. I've seen some people working on step four lately. They're really struggling with it. I'm not sure if it's a seasonal thing or, or what, but... It's, it's it's worth digging in and getting through it. It is absolutely probably the hardest homework assignment I ever had in my life, and uh, and the only one I really scored an A on. Man, give me bumps for that, man. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. And and hey, one one last thing is, um, you know, 
I think of that guy that said, oh, you know, I'll show her and I, mm-hmm. and I relapse, right? right? There's a big price for relapse. Yeah, I mean, right. it really is. And I'm not trying to beat people up because they relapsed. I relapsed a hundred times, mm-hmm. right? At least. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and there's three stages of, of relapse, but relapse can be dangerous. I mean, there's people that we know and we've gone to their funerals. That's right. They be, didn't make it. Because yep. of relapses. Yep. So, you know, when I, I think there's three stages of relapse. There's emotional. That's kind of the uneasiness. And I think resentments really play in oh, that sure. emotional part. Right. And then I think the mental is when you start, you know, objectifying, having that drink. And you're like, oh, man, that drink would, you know, I'll show her. Right. Mm-hmm. That's almost the mental. And I'll go down to the liquor store right now and I'll buy it and I'll have it drank by the time. she. that's more of a mental. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the actual physical is when you take a drink. And I think, you know. Resentments can be dangerous, you know, um, just as we started out, you know. That's right. Number, the number one offender. The number one offender. But there's some ways to combat resentments. Mm-hmm. There's ways to live uh, so that you don't pile them up, mm-hmm. right? And when they do come, there's ways to dissect them mm-hmm. and diffuse. Yeah. I love it. Dissect and dissect diffuse. Dissect and diffuse. Let's uh, trademark that one. Let's, uh, let's descend. All right. So less resentments. More peaceful living. Yep, love it. I think that's a good summary. All right, man. All right, brother. Let's uh, let's have less resentments. All right. We'll talk to you next. Love week. you, man. Take care, brother. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.